we would now that you would turn with us to Exodus, second chapter. And we'd like to look at the 23rd through the 25th verses. We'll be reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. And it reads like this. Now it happened in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. Then the children of Israel groaned because of the bondage. And they cried out, and their cry came up to God because of the bondage. So God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel, and God acknowledged them. Amen. We're going to talk very briefly from the subject. God hears our cries. God hears our cries. Children of God, our Father, we thank you for another opportunity to stand behind the sacred desk and declare the goodness of the Lord. Father, in your word, we find hope and discouraging times. Oh, God, we pray now that you will be with us. Stir up the gift that's on the inside. And, oh, God, that we thank you and let your will, let your will be done. Bless these congregants. Let something be said here today that will strengthen their hearts in times like these. Amen. We give honor to the Spirit of God. It's good to see Dominic and Joel this morning and all of you. Because it's testament that the God we serve is a good God. And as we, we've been dealing with bringing hope for COVID situation because the country is in an uproar. Not only do we have COVID, now we have civil unrest. And we were been looking at that on CNN and other places. Now we have peaceful protests. I'm down with peaceful protests. Amen, amen. We, we, should, we should protest peacefully because that is our First Amendment right. And looking at the tape over and over for about George, when George Floyd was being held down by the police with an unlawful chokehold, and ultimately, he was choked to death, saying that I cannot breathe. Nobody helped him. And it sparked an unrest in this country like we've never seen before. 
You know, uh, all across every state almost, there's protest. And as I looked at the TV yesterday, even in Japan, even in certain parts of Africa, Italy and Rome, Canada, it's become a global protest because people are tired. They're tired of seeing injustice and prejudices in this country and people all over the world are standing against this. Thousands and thousands of people crowded the streets for 12 days now, declaring that they are tired, and they are tired. They are hurt. I'm hurt by seeing this. It uh, did something to me because we have gone through 400 years of slavery and now so many hundred years of systemic racism and it is still alive. It reminded me of the 60s when I was yet a small boy and tried to make sense out of all of this stuff. But uh, and the same still exists today but I think now we're going to have to have a talk. We're going to have to sit down, black folk and white folk, and talk about racism. Instead of turning a blind eye and, and say that it does not exist, but it, it, it does exist. Brutality does exist. Economically, economic racism, economic prejudice does exist. And in those protesters, there were black folk, white folk, oriental folk, all creeds and, and colors and all denominations finally come together and say that we are, we are tired. Now I think the nation is ready to have a conversation about this thing called call racism and know that all men are indeed created equal and we should have the same rights and privileges as everybody else and we know that God loves us out of all that we we go through I don't know how you're feeling about it COVID and this unrest what is God up to? But I want you to believe and know that God still cares for And he still hears our cry. So you don't stop praying. You just keep right on praying and keep right on believing in God. And God is going to make a way for us somehow. As we look at the text today, we find that in the background to this, goes back many years when Jacob 
was sold into bondage by his brothers. And while there, he gained favor with, with the king. And God blessed him. And in so blessing him, he sent for his family to come and be where he was so that they could duck the flat, the famine, escape the famine, and could have food like everybody else. And so in the backdrop of this text, God promised Jacob certain things and made promises to him. The promise of food had encouraged Jacob and, and his family to leave their stricken land and locate in Egypt. And while Jacob was there, he found favor with God. And God made promises to him and that for his family and his generations after him. But now the king that favored Jacob dies. And there rose a new king that did not know him. And for a time... Everything was all right, but then this new king made the good situation worse because he put the children of Israel back into slavery or, or bondage because Israel's people were growing in stature. They were growing in number, so he put them to work and had them do hard work, make Brick out of straw. They were in bondage. Their lives were filled with tears and, and bitterness. And so the people of God still had his promise. But those promises seem very empty now. We still have the promises of God. And I understand that some days they seem very shallow and, and empty and leave us asking, where are you, God? You promised me that you will make my enemies my footstool. You promised me that we shall be first and be the head and, and not the tail, but Things seem to be going wrong in this country and in our lives. It was easier to trust God when they were receiving the benefit of the Lord. And it's easy to trust him when everything is going well, when we have food and you have shelter. Things are good from the hand of God. Now they are faced with long years of, of oppression. Some must have said to themselves, I think God has forgotten us. God has forgotten his promise. And so I wonder if God is going to do what he said. You know how it is when we, when we can't see our way. We began to wonder if God is going to do what he said he was going to do. But they kept seeking 
relief from this desperate situation. But God had not forgotten them, and his answer came in the text. He heard their cry. He heard their groaning. And in response, he introduced a rescue plan. God would not leave them in their misery. He was going to fulfill his promise for his people and set them free from their bondage. So we stopped by this morning to let you know that God hears you. God is not going to leave you by yourself. He's, He's still with you. And we need to be reminded every now and then that he's the same God with us as he was in the text. He'll do what he said he would do for us as he did then. Because the word says that he's the same today as he was on yesterday. And we'll be the same forevermore. God hears our our groaning. He hears us. Hears our groanings as he heard the children of Israel's groanings. Our groanings, our misery, our wondering if things are going to get better. Our uneasiness, our troubled spirits, our broken hearts, and I know some of your hearts are broken as mine. Our pain. Yes, he hears our groanings. And that's our hope this morning, that God hears our groanings. Our words of distress. And even when we cannot utter it in words, groaning, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us through our prayer groanings. Our groanings, when we cannot put it into words, but, but, but through the Spirit of God, we talk to God through our soul's groaning. This is the level of God's concern for each of us that he even listens. Hears our groaning and, and he's able to understand the things that are not understandable to other folk. But he, he knows our groaning that comes from our soul and, and comes from our heart. And he, and he hears those. Thank God, he's a hearing God. Thank God that he even knows the utter of my spirit. And that gives me hope. Nobody else might not hear me. That's what the marchers want. They want, want, they wanted to be heard. They were not heard after the first killing or brutality by police. He was, they were not heard when, Neil, 
when Kylan Kaepernick took a knee, they was not hurt. So they say, well, I, I want to be hurt, so I got to do something to get your attention. So it feels good when God to know that God hears me. And God hears my, my groanings. That's why I can get up in the morning and feel all right. As bad as it is around me, I can still get up in the morning knowing that the Lord is going to take care of me. Still. Because he hears my, my groaning. He hears me. Then secondly, he knows our circumstances according to the text. He knows what we go through. Knows about this brutality. Knows when you're broke. Knows what you stand in need of. Knows that we, what we endure racially, what we endure economically. He knows all of these disparities. He sees our frustration. He knows our circumstances. And because he knows our circumstances, that too can give us hope. God knows. Might not act when we think he ought to act. Might not give us comfort when we think he ought to give us comfort. But it's comforting just knowing that the God of rock of my salvation, he knows my circumstance and he, he knows what I, what I go through. And knowing the God that have made us promises, he's a man that cannot lie. He's going to keep his promises. So all we need to do is to stand on the promises of God and say, God, I know you know my circumstances. It's not my business. I've done all that I know what to do. So just because, just knowing that you know my circumstances still makes me want to come to church. Still makes me want to, when I get here, want to give God a shout out. I want, me, want to clap my hands and, and stomp my feet. Because the Lord knows that he knows my circumstances and he is looking over them. And by and by, I don't know when he's going to do it, but by and by, he's going to make a way for me and for you. Hasn't he made a way throughout your life when your back was against the wall? Didn't God do it? Didn't he feed you when you were hungry? Then God makes ways for you to raise your children, and now they are grown men and women. Somebody ought to say, thank you, God. Thank you. Because just because we are in another dilemma as a country, I can't turn on God. I got to still hold on to my faith because he sees my circumstances. He hears my groanings. But most of all, in the text, God did something. It shows us that he hears us. He knows our circumstances. And now he will act. 
God is going to act in this situation. God is going to intervene in what we go through as a country. He's going to intervene in what we go through in our everyday life. You need to just tell yourself, God is going to show up. And when he shows up for me, he's going to move. Come on, he's going to move on my behalf. He's going to turn our situation around because he cares for us. So we need to be reminded this morning of the hymn knowledges. I know some of you are discouraged. I know some of you feel like throwing your hands up. But you got to remember the words of the hymnologist when he said, Why should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows come? Why should my heart be lonely and long for heaven and, and home? When Jesus is my portion. Come on, you didn't hear me? When Jesus, he is my portion. My constant friend is he. Is he your friend? Then why don't you act like he's your friend? My constant friend that keeps on blessing me. My constant friend that constantly listens and hears my prayer. My constant friend who died on Calvary. My constant friend who got up Easter Sunday morning. My constant friend who walks with me and talks with me and, and tells me that I am, I am his own. I got one more thing to tell you. His eye is on the sparrow. And if his eye is on the sparrow, I know, somebody here else got to know. I know, I don't care how bad things get, I, I, I know, I know that he watches over me. When I lay down at night, I know that he watches over me. When I'm out here amid COVID-19, I sure enough know that he watches over me. Do you know? Do you know? Do you sure enough know that the Lord you serve, he watches over me? And because he watches over me, I got to say thank you. Calvary, I come to say praise his name. We ought to give him praise because he is, he is, he's worthy. He hears me. As he heard children of Israel, he hears me too. He hears you. Take delight. Take comfort. Have hope. And knowing that he, he hears you. And if he can watch over the little birds, so now, watching over me. Amen.